join my newsletter. Yes! Join <laughs> your newsletter. Join my newsletter. Go and get some.ca. Join my fucking newsletter, please. Join I got it's your, really, I got really your good. newsletter yesterday. Oh, did, where does sex come into it? Sexual, sexual or something. You freestyle prayers. <laughs> Is that like a prayer? <laughs> I guess so. Aww. <laughs> Our last uh, guest actually, because we don't put that part in the episode, but it's mm. recorded. But our last guest called us out on it hard, like mid podcast. He's so like, "You should have seen what in. these guys did before, like we started." And it was really sweet, actually. When we watched like the prayer, he was like, "He's a comedian." He started laughing at first, and then he like got serious about it. He like, "Oh, got into it." <laughs> I know. It was really cute. It's one of those things when you're like, "Oh shit, I shouldn't be laughing." <laughs> no, yeah. but but I definitely you it's can. Fine. Yeah, it, it's also good just to go right to that divine place because it's like we're gonna go there. It's like God's gonna come up. <laughs> it usually does. So it's like, if that makes you chuckle and laugh, get that anxiety out now. see something so true that you couldn't unsee it something that you just knew would serve you whether it be self-awareness plant medicine a lover a career that's what we get down to here Welcome to Disciplined Stoners, the gateway drug to mindfulness. Spark up or don't, and enjoy the show. Glad you're here. Welcome back, back to another, another episode of Disciplined Stoners. Stoners. I'm your host, Eleven. My name is Winnie, and, and we, we are, are the gateway, gateway drug to mindfulness. mindfulness. And today... We have such a delight on. We have a friend who's been on the show before. Uh, Wynn, you want to take this one? This next guest is a certified relationship and sex therapist. She has more degrees than you can count on one hand. <laughs> the amount of education and experience that this woman is providing the world is invaluable. Please welcome the uh, host of Get Some Podcast, Podcast. Michelle Fischler. Oh my goodness. Uh, something tells me I'm not going to sound as smart as it may appear. Um, you are delightful. You had us on your podcast we and you it. had us fill out um, a form to yes. go on your podcast. Yeah. And then I took that form okay. and started using it with everyone. Oh, good. <laughs> I literally Yay. took, the, I didn't, I didn't, you, I was like, this is I brilliant. Didn't sign it. I know because I didn't want to send it back to you because oh. it's a literal <laughs> copy paste of your form. I would love that. <laughs> I, that is, that is such a. You've inspired us to good. get better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So thanks for that. I mean, it's, it's pretty much trying to prevent ourselves from from getting sued and losing. Well, not yeah. that we all had that much 
don't lose. But no, you've built it. If yeah. you spend time building something, you're investing in your podcast. You're out here growing it. It looks yeah. so good. I'm so happy that information is out there. You're taking the shame out of sex. It's important work. Appreciate you. Yeah. And quickly back to the form, it helped us got closer to our guests um, before the show because yeah. I'm serious. I copy pasted. Yeah. <laughs> no, I that is amazing. I love it. And um, I didn't even know that. And they bring like get us assets and stuff with the photos. Like it's really. Um, and then of course there is that liability aspect, which is like we didn't have that before. Well, so. I think what I like about that form is it also it's informing the guest mm. too. Right. I it's agree. like an informed consent where they they know what they're signing up for, um, which. I'm all about being transparent. And consent. Yes. Because when you, because a lot of these things are already implied, except they're not written anywhere. And so I just don't want to surprise anybody. Yeah. And You're a communication genius. I like to communicate things, yes. <laughs> I am. It's about being concise as well and direct and honest and... Honest and transparent. Smart. I, that's, it's really important for me to surround myself with people who are transparent, right? I'm not big on things going on. Right. Behind the scenes. Is that something that you had to like uh, learn and develop over time? Or, or were you always kind of like honesty, like this is what I'm pushing for always first? Well, I need transparency so that I don't come up with a story. Ooh. Well said. Right? Um, wow. Yeah. I think that sometimes. That just blew my mind right now. That's Holy. just so, self-awareness. I come up with yeah. so many stories. Oh, yes. we're story factories, bro. Like, holy. We are meaning makers and we come <coughs> up with stories. And oftentimes, depending on who you are and what your history has been, those stories might not be completely accurate. Sometimes we have bias. They might be. We have perspective bias up and down, straight up all day. Yeah. So what I like to do is just be real with me. Tell me what's going on. And then I can settle myself and I can be present what? instead of what happens when you come up against someone who doesn't know that they're not being real with you or like that it's they they don't want to have that conversation so mm. they use masking techniques to like what happens then well i would likely spend less time mm. with them but sometimes depending on the situation i will name it say Ooh. it i say it but in a I try to not do it in a confrontational way. Brilliant. Or I'll say, or I'll say something like, "Hey, I just need to check something out with you." There's, and I'll be open. I'll say, sometimes I have the story, and I. It's always good for me to check it out. Nice. With the You're person. investigating. Clarify. So, can you tell me what actually is the meaning behind what you just said? Nice. And. I'll, I'll be honest, most of the time, well, 60% of the time, I'm actually wrong. Word. Ooh. Which is so helpful. Yes. <laughs> uh, because then I can just chill out mm -hmm. and I can just feel things change in my body. Um, what Love is the that. word? It's called, I think it's 
mentalization mm-hmm. where you take in your interpretation and then you think about other possible interpretations and then you sometimes can check it out with somebody to just because we all have our own story from our history right (coughs) and it can sometimes pop up when it's not necessary Mm, mechanisms (laughs) that your internal defense system has created in place when you get triggered or delighted or allured or you feel an inkling in a certain way yeah you have a reaction yeah and so it, it kind of can be really fast and and i think that's why mindfulness has been really really helpful for me because now instead of always having to go through the mentalization type of stuff I can just take a deep breath. I look more into, okay, what am I doing? It becomes less important to me about what it actually is their story now mm. because I feel way more anchored in mine. Yes. Yeah. Power of your own yes. That's right. And you should have president over your spiritual direction at every point. Yeah. Like if you can turn to your in, inward and be able to – and to know the purpose, why you're doing something, right? It's coming from a good place. You're trying to be a good human. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hilarious that they stuck me in the middle, <laughs> right? Because I'm not, as you can see, not smoking that. <laughs> you may we're called, find we're called you may find that stoners. things start to change <laughs> in this conversation, <laughs> Sue. Today, it's called Stoners Discipline Stoners. We we are so lucky to have Michelle. We thought we couldn't have Michelle because of the weed smoking, but we can. You yeah. can because have Because she's me. not smoking. No judgments <laughs> at all. Here, here's the thing. <clears throat> you were just saying about mindfulness, though. Yeah. What I admire about your mindfulness is that mm. you're still also playful. Mm. You're still also light in spirit. I yeah. find sometimes when you try to bring awareness to something, it equates getting neurotic because you're just running it, running it, running it, running it, running it in your head and you let that paralyze you. But you communicate in a way where I feel like perhaps you're, you're remaining your power to stay playful or have a light attitude about it. No? Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's what I feel like. Yeah. I, I, it's wonderful. I am... And I don't think I really realized how playful I was until I started, and I would probably probably even say I wouldn't really have named it even four years ago. But I think that as more research and knowledge uh, comes up around sex and what we know works and doesn't work now based on research versus like feelings just sort of feelings because there was nothing to go on right we would be like in my gut what is the right thing to do here which is you know as a therapist you kind of want to have some direction and and even though I thought I'm still like on the right direction now that the the research is coming out but we do know that playfulness is such an important part of healthy sexuality it got to be in the room when you're interacting with each other in an intimate sense. It has to be. Yeah, but a lot of people don't know how to play. 
I think that that I've learned this. Yeah, I don't know. This. There was like something like growing up, even through my twenties, like there was something that was like begging to uh, let go. Yeah, and I was just like, no, sex is mechanical, and like yeah. I never got taught that pleasure is a priority. Like, I'm I, with you on that. It was crazy. Oh my god, I honestly, when I think back on some of my sexual earlier sexual experiences, I don't really I mean I remember them but I don't think I was in my body Mm -mm. I think I was more like this is what I'm supposed to do totally sorry old partners yeah sorry (laughs) no but it's also like is there not a process to check in on that well I think you have to learn how to like properly communicate because communicating in the bedroom is so tricky too like that's been a learning process over time so you can't just like during be like I want things to change oh yeah we talked about that on the first episode (laughs) you gave us advice on that yeah oh was it like don't talk about it during sex how long she was like how long should you wait till afterwards and you were like at least a couple hours probably a day yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't have serious conversations about sex Very during helpful. sex. Yeah, yeah. That's smart. Yeah. And back to the playfulness piece. Yes. Um, what I started to notice then is the when I'm with when I'm doing my work, that well, I'm working with people who come in who are quite serious initially. Mm. And I think the seriousness is like fear. Yeah. They're totally. afraid. Anytime. Right? Anytime. They're, they're scared. <clears throat> and I think that when you can show up and have a smile, that it helps It helps to disarm mm-hmm. uh, people where they can kind of relax. I'm not going to tell them that they are totally fucked or broken people honest like come in um thinking that i am going to tell them what they were terrified to hear yeah right as truth um and it's and i mean that's why a lot of people feel a lot lighter even after a first session where Mm. you can be like yeah of course you feel that way and no that is not abnormal like you're not completely alone yeah there's a certified voice to say so yeah and then when you can and i feel like we talked about this on the other episode where when you can start talking about something that typically is quite serious for the couples at least that i see it's a serious conversation it's a serious uh um, experience when they have sex yeah it's very serious and and teaching them to be able to have these conversations and be able to smile about it. Like yeah. you need to be able to learn how to do that first outside of the bedroom. And then you can kind of take yeah. that into the bedroom. Oh, that's um, beautiful. Yeah. And it really is like step step by step like that, I feel. Like just start, you gotta just start talking about it a little bit first, you know? Yeah. <laughs> get a little uncomfortable, get a little giddy. Yeah, <laughs> people always wanna, <laughs> It's like people come in and they just want to fix their sex life. And I Turn have to... Turn up my fuck meter. Yeah, like <laughs> we we just want to have fun now with sex. And There's without and, and skipping over everything that is re- re- required to happen um, to get you... They want to get yeah. better. So you got to there... reverse engineer getting better. And then it will lead you to that playfulness because you have to do it more. And when you're like taking yourself so serious at first, 
you're gonna suck because it's at first. You're not gonna be as good, even if you're the best lay for somebody else for this person, yeah. right? You have to learn each other's bodies. <clears throat> temperatures, all this different exploration. So you got to go, go, go and return. And it's impossible to do that with such rigidness. No, you have to yeah. be in like a fluid state to learn. Yeah, people don't better. people don't want to reverse engineer. That's what I've learned <laughs> through this work. And as as we all learn with experience, when I was a new sex therapist, I'd be like, Okay, I mean, you guys fight all the time and you don't hang out, but okay, let's work on your sex life. Yeah, and, exactly. And um, that does not work. As a matter of fact, it can make people feel even more disheartened because they're like, now we went to go see a sex therapist and that's like our last ditch effort and oh. we weren't able to to fix it, right? So we are broken. Oh. What I know now is that you just can't skip the step. Like you cannot skip the reverse engineer of um, trying to understand your part, what you bring to the dynamic that's happening because it's a, a couple's <clears throat> experience, right? Somebody, everyone wants to like point a finger and be like, well, it's all them. Like, no, it is the two of you in a dynamic and you're feeding into each other. If one person steps out of it, there's no more of that dynamic. And when people are able then to be like, okay, what's my part? It can feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Every, um, every, everywhere you go, though, there you are, eh? And then people come into the same problems in their work, in their relationship, in their friendships, and somehow they find a way to say that, all these different people did the same thing to me in a yeah. victimhood. And you're like, <clears throat> you don't think that there's a scent to this case? There's not a through here? What's the line? Yeah. You, dear. Yeah. And it's fucking an urge to not grow. Their life here on this earth, this one time, I believe in reincarnation, they're like, Nah. Why do you think? Why do you think? Pain. This is part of their dharma. They have to live a painful experience, and the rest of their life is too blessed, son. They didn't manifest a handicap. They didn't manifest anything else mm -hmm. that brings them pain, so they create the pain to balance their dharma in this lifetime. That's my spiritual <laughs> take on it. Holler at your boy. What? Damn. <laughs> um, there must be some, like, evidence around this fear of vulnerability mm. like because if you're asking someone to look inward that's kind of like uh kind of cracking yourself open right like and and yeah. looking and all at all those hiding places where we yeah. put stuff that we've just put away because we were taught that or whatever yeah and so asking someone to be vulnerable i think comes with like a whole like nasty tumbleweed of yeah, shit. Do, do inventory on your whole basement. Yeah. We're not asking someone yeah. to <clears throat> reorganize a shelf in their living room where there's going to be guests. We're asking them to take inventory of their basement, give away what they don't need, trash what's not serving them, uh, you know, dig all these old things up that they thought they didn't have to look at until they moved. Guess what? You're moving. You're changing yeah. identity. You want something more. You got to give something more. The balance of compensation. Yeah. The, thank goodness for research, but there have been, and I 
forget I forget if it was with CBT or if it was with mindfulness, but they have fMRI mm. studies uh, where um, they're able to look at brain waves and all of that stuff. Um, and they would ask people to they'd give them some sort of something that produced anxiety for them that they already knew about. Their mom's voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I didn't have to do that one. And so they gave them, uh, they told them to, okay, what I want you to do is whatever like feelings, whatever comes up for you, push it away. Psychologically try to like just push it away. (coughs) And then they also asked them to, would give a similar scenario and ask them to kind of just sit with it for a bit, like acknowledge it, notice it. And their body was in less distress when they just leaned into uh, it. Yep. Right? And that is how I, that that piece of research is what, um, it's almost like a safety belt for my clients. Oh. Because I can say to them, and now, this doesn't. This is not something that should be used. You know, mindfulness is, is an amazing, amazing way of being, uh, and a great uh, there a great tool for therapy. It's not so great with people who are in like full on crisis PTSD like uh, situation, right? These are we're a step away from that. Um, but when you can reassure them and say, okay, and we do it in the office, right, where I'll be like, you know, when we talk and you leave here, you feel a bit lighter. Yeah, you might feel emotion, um, but it starts to, they start to like not think about the anxious thoughts as much, right? And so when they have that reassurance, they're more willing to To continue the work because people sometimes think that if they think about like past stuff that was really upsetting for them or relationships that they had, that they're just gonna like fall into the shame spiral. Like they're gonna just fall into a deep dark hole and never be able to come out. Yeah. So that's, and that's like, you can't do that when you have responsibility, like you can't fall into a hole when you have responsibilities and you're living a life and you're a pillar of your family and all of these things, right? So then it's, it's almost like you feel like you don't have the, the, yeah, you just don't have the support to to go inward and like look at that because you think everything will tower down. Yeah. Or there's been someone in their family who has fallen into a hole and never come out. So they're like, I'm not going there. Yeah. Right, somebody who's right. maybe experienced uh, depression, but again, like depression is very much about um, like not wanting to deal, right? Like it's it's it's. Uh, I'm gonna like, just think. I'm gonna think about my thoughts here for a second. I'm gonna get mindful, yeah. but when people when these specific specific people I'm talking about see somebody in their family that say has really really struggled with depression emotions feel very scary for them they kind right. of feel like that could be me and so I'm going to go in completely the opposite yeah. direction and oftentimes yeah. if we were to look at people who maybe have really struggled with depression 
oftentimes it is a very self, uh, uh, you're very inward. Oh, yeah. It, right? You do. You you just dig yourself a hole exactly. until you're in this dense, dark hole. Exactly. And you look up and you're like, how the fuck did I get down here? Exactly. Unless you find toxic positivity. That was me <laughs> all through my 20s. We always had right? toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. Everything's all right. Don't even bother going there. Oh, my God. So is that how you did it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm-mm, I'm the funny guy. <laughs> but he would have, like, anger fits. Man fits, punch myself in the face, trash my and studio. And then would just kind of ignore that and go back to positivity after the emotion was moved. I'm fully aware. I'm so healed. I am Jesus. Yes. Okay, wait. Are you okay if I ask you a couple questions around this? Hit me. Okay, cool. Um, what for you, like, how did you go from that How did you decide that maybe there was an an alternative way of being? I wanted to get rich. I wanted to get rich. I I was so sick of just seeing my parents and my bank accounts just go like, oh, wait until you're broke again. Oh, cool, you got something? Spend until you're broke again. I'm like, obviously, I don't have the mechanical tools to change this, so I'm going to turn to books. My friend... Cal made me read Think and Grow Rich. Right. Uh, and then I was like, great. And that sparked me onto that awareness. And then I was like, okay, I got to keep mm-hmm. reading, got to keep listening to audiobooks. And then I, like, on a, when I say rich, I mean abundant in wealth, like successful, like something. Like, yeah. fine. If I didn't even, <clears throat> couldn't fathom contribute valuable service yet. I didn't know that yet. I didn't know how to write an invoice. I, did, I only knew how to. Look I don't think we jobs. were clear on what we actually <laughs> what wanted we to wanted. do with our lives. Even though, bef- we, like before we found, like my, I had that stand up though. I had acted. I did all this great, yeah. cool stuff at a young age, but still, I didn't really have a chief aim in life. Yeah. And then this stuff just walked me into something so much bigger than any dollar amount could ever give me. It was like mm. you, you being the president of your universe. Like there's no combating with anyone else but yourself and your own mind. And then the power. But you have that, to trust somebody I had nothing else but but like whatever you're reading or whoever's talking to you really have to trust it or them you must to decide to go another way because you were you were probably being when you were younger that was all you knew that's what probably kept you going that's the tools I learned from my mom and you probably needed it at that point in time right well it was the only way to get anywhere is to like kind of share your light and even if it's blind light it's better than nothing exactly um and being able to then listen to somebody say actually what if that did work for you I mean it's not working anymore what about this other way of thinking? And I think the trust that it takes to... I hated it. Bob when he When he started, like, expanding in that way, I was pissed she all was like, the time. Our relationship, like, really took a hit. Why do you think? I had friends who were millionaires and, and, and fucking started their own agency, and I was like, oh, my God, you're stoners like me. We listen to hip-hop. I can do it if you can do it. You know, you're from a rough area. I, I, I'm so in love in these friendships that I, I trusted because it was right there, and I knew that if I just followed <clears throat> what excited me and kind of took principles I was learning from them in business, I could get there, but I knew I was young, so I had to just stick to 
what I was doing. And Winnie was still very much under the stigma of you have to get a job for a paycheck and stuff like that. And yes. I never abided by those rules really well. And I was damn right disrespectful to anyone who followed <laughs> that structure. And Yeah, uh, and he sabotaged every Job, like a job I'd ever get. Like, for sure. It's like, like I shake the boss's hand, like, oh, you're right. Bye. <laughs> like, you're right. No, they're like, you're, you're not doing it. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> like, I don't care. And I just leave. Um, but then I remember I started getting these gigs. Like, uh, I'd get hired from a modeling agency to do promos at the boat show. And then I met the office ladies, and they heard I did stuff on the mic, and they upgraded me to the announcer of the boat show. So, Aww. like, life and the universe and even jobs I did take were all pushing me there. Yeah. So it was right around that time where I was, like, looking for that glimmering hope. And this is after I, like, hit the scene as a musician and established myself. And But it's still, like it's not a business yet like you can play your heart out at bars for your whole life but it's not really a business yet so it was I, I believed I could make my passion work and yeah. I, I was just so young and it was basically the start of a new learning and I was just <clears throat> guided by like Bob Proctor Abraham Hicks like follow your internal but mm -hmm. like it hadn't manifested outward at all at all yet and I was playing affirmations like I am rich and when he's walking around paying the rent like <coughs> fuck this guy <laughs> yeah. this yeah. fucking nutso yeah you know and it was turbulent but then things yeah. started to happen for her that made her believe too well you might know Esther Perel played a, a large role in my uh like I love her so much I, I love asked, her so I, much I have I think sent her three emails <laughs> Oh, you guys would have a great conversation, <laughs> Esther. <laughs> I'd love to hear that conversation. Oh, yeah. So she was for you. Yeah. So I was really, uh, yeah, like uh, I grew up conservatively, I think, in the latter half of my life. We moved to Alberta and um, it just felt a little bit more structured on how life was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So I thought we were supposed to get jobs until I thought I was supposed to break my back, honestly, until my like acting career blew up and I could finally just play, pay bills with yeah. acting. You know, yeah. that's what I, I thought. And I that's thought I was... how I guess your parents mm -hmm. sort well, of saw. Um, it's how I perceived work. what I was looking at, I think. Okay. I don't it. know. I don't necessarily know if that's what they were doing, um, mm -hmm. but I definitely thought of it like that you know my dad spent a lot of time away he worked really really hard mm -hmm. he sacrificed time with his family for a paycheck so yeah. you know there's and that's like I love him so much thank you yeah 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 um so I don't remember where yeah I was. yeah you really had to let go of control then I guess because well, what yeah it was just it was when so it was so frustrating for me to hold this belief that like jobs are what we should be doing like you should be working as hard as I am hour wise when you're yeah. you know staying home and making music all day and getting high when I wasn't on board with weed there was yeah. a time ladies and gentlemen yeah, when I <laughs> non-binary <laughs> friends I was not a weed head and I thought that I didn't understand it as a medicine at all um, and a lifestyle really yeah um, so we, we were just clashing all the time. Like it really was tough around those times, I think. And I was just like, fuck you. Like, can't you see that I'm breaking myself to yeah. like take care of us? And you're over here being like, 
ah, I am abundant. I am. It yeah. felt patronizing. We yeah. were not on the same frequency. And he yeah. hopped a pretty big, like, it was like he was here with me and then he wasn't anymore. And I was like, holy shit. I don't know. We both didn't know. We if it, if didn't like, know. That was probably like the first like breakup scare yeah. probably the first and only we were, i think we were long distance too there was that brief oh yeah time. yeah nine months long distance yeah wow nine months long distance yeah Yuck. that's really hard yeah so it was, that was one other one but no this was the biggest gap um <clears throat> spiritually and but then going back to Esther Perel, yeah. real quick, just to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. what helped I, you? What helped? I mean, because I, I I had a constant. No, do yourself. I was okay. listening to School of Greatness, Lewis Howes, shout out okay. podcast, um, and Esther was on his podcast, and that's how I found her, and. Um, it was very like surface level mindfulness for me. It yeah. wasn't, but I thought, you know, it's a step in the right direction, I think. Yeah. But Esther said something so impactful that I'll never forget. And she's like, you're, she, like, you're going to have multiple partners in your life no matter what. Either that partner stays the same, but they're different people yes. or you have multiple people those are the two exactly. lanes but like the, you're getting different people your entire life i'm very different yes. and and like we we'd grown up watching movies that were like oh my god you've changed like that's a bad thing yes. so i had yeah. that in my head yeah. too i'm like you're not the guy that i fell in love with yeah, I'm not you 18. know thank god that yeah. guy sucked in comparison <laughs> yeah. to this guy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, so, and then I was like, oh, I get to fall in love with a different human. And then, like, everything changed, I think, at, at yeah. that point. But there I, has been times where it's been like, I grow, you grow, you grow, I grow, you know, like, you, and you're always kind of meeting each other. We're never level or rarely level. But yeah. in, in those situations, in those situations, Winnie, like, to be able to not stay stuck in your position. Yeah. It really takes you having to quiet down the noise of messages that you've received, I don't know, somewhere along the line of growing up, whether it's through family, like what work is, and and um, to be able to say, okay, like it, that's not necessarily fact, right? Like it's not necessarily true that someone cannot become successful in a different kind of way. Mm. Oh, it's, yeah. My belief right? system has completely changed yeah. now, thank God. And, and now I'm like, I wake up every day being like, holy shit, <laughs> I'm living the dream. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so nice to feel, even though there's challenges still. Like, that doesn't go away. There's challenges never go away. Yeah. And even, like, even, even the moments where you get a bit unhinged and unanchored right like oh my god so yeah let me hit you with this we go him and i go to a canna and kink party on sunday night this past sunday that sounds so fun oh my yeah, god yeah you'd love it you gotta come yeah you 50, should come 50 next shades time of green it was a canna and kink and there was like a live sex demonstration. OMG. Yeah, okay, next year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's quarterly, I think. Okay. So. Oh, good. Um, yeah, we'll hit you up. Okay. So it was great. Loved it. Shout out, Raven, um, for putting it together in Star. Uh, but it was also like just a little expansive for me. Oh, it was that? a little overwhelming towards the end for me. Um, and I was, you know, getting higher probably. So I, I imagine that had something to do with it as well. Okay. So that happens. That experience yeah. happens. Nothing crazy. We don't fight or anything like the last time well, I felt do overwhelmed. You do, 
did you know what it was specifically yeah, it was that fisting. kind of went into your oh yeah yeah it just pushed oh. the edge <laughs> did you did you watch someone get fisted yeah, yeah. what the <laughs> f guys like how did how, what Oh my god! Yeah, I know. It was very exciting and stimulating. Holy shizzle! <sighs> I know. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you saw somebody getting fisted, <laughs> which was yeah. new for us. Both of us. Have like never you seen didn't that. know that that was even a thing no. that people did. Well, no. Well, we knew it was a thing that people did. <laughs> Let's look at your. I was gonna like, say I've seen it. <laughs> you know, I. I'll tell you the truth though about fisting. I'll be fully honest. If I'm in the mode where I'm going and I'm checking that out, I'm looking and I'm going. Ah, I'm going back. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing that whole video through. <laughs> I just want to say... I'm sorry. I respect to each their own. Also, respect. Yeah, I also just want to say now that we, like, kind of, uh, like, let that out. Let the, the cat the, out the bag? Yeah. Let the fist out the bag? That, um, what do you mean? What? Like, that, that information. We're going to say what it was. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I don't. It's That's what okay. happened. It's I'm sure. Yeah, and I, and also like during the demonstration, like the people involved, like there was a lot of communication going on. Yeah. Like we couldn't hear that they were talking to themselves, but they it was like you could see it, yeah. and um, and it there was nothing. It didn't feel. For what we were watching, there didn't feel like anything inappropriate or unsafe no, was, was happening. I just wanted to safe. clarify that. Well, uh, and and FYI, fisting for some people like. People love it. Yeah, very satisfying. It's, yeah. it's like everyone is so different. They like different kinds of sensations. Sometimes that sensation of being, I think it's been described as like being filled up type of thing. Sure. That's yeah. nice. Right? Yeah. Being full is a great feeling. <laughs> yeah. I love like a Thanksgiving <laughs> after Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> full as a turkey. Full as a fist and a turkey. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, but, so then, so anyways, you, okay, so you're like, know. you're we just getting, didn't know. Okay, we just so didn't we know. saw this show, cool. nothing like, because the last time I felt expansive in a sexual situation, I like, uh, I got tri- triggered and I we feel fought. like we talked about this the last we time. May, was this, was yeah. this I, at, on the, the resort? Yeah. No. No, no. This that's is on the, the new no, beach. No, the first time okay. at the first resort. first time at the resort. When you, okay. when we were sourcing a unicorn. Yes. Yeah. It's Okay. Life is to experience. It's very creative. <laughs> so, so the, the show happens, and then um, I, I'm like, "That's cool. That was cool. Like we, you know." And I checked in with her though this time though, right? Did yes. you say I want to try that? Is that what you did? Is that what caused the? No, bite? I did look at her. I, there was one moment where she was getting fist, and the guy said, "If anyone would like to come around for a better look," and I looked at her and said, "Is it weird that I want to look?" Yes. <laughs> And she's like, yes. I'm like, don't, I'm, please don't. And then please I'm like, I'm not going to go. And she's like, thank you. And I'm like, for sure. And just like I was making, I was like, when I was feeling overwhelmed, I looked at her. I'm like, how are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. do you want to dip? Like, do you want to leave? So it was yeah. some good communication. Yeah, yeah that's great. Okay, that's so great. that all happens. And then just yesterday morning, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm not getting a lot <laughs> <God>. of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> We've had full days since that. We just got that in party. that morning from Florida, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Full days since that party. Um, yesterday morning, I wake up feeling very insecure and not connected with him. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm making up a story in my head. I, and he sets an, uh, an extra alarm for me because it's, uh, I just... It's 5 a.m. and I don't know if I'll, you know, the first one. Yeah. And uh, at 5 a.m. I woke up feeling insecure for no 
mm-hmm. reason that I'm aware of, mm-hmm. potentially like the movie that we watched the night before, there was some infidelity in that movie. Oh, okay. I don't know. It might be planting a seed. I don't know. Whatever. So The seed's already there. It's in all of our heads. Yeah, right? Yeah. So then uh, my alarm goes off. I get up. I go to shut off his extra alarm and take his phone out. And he's like, oh, put my phone back. And my, my head is like, oh, my God. He's cheating on me. <laughs> like, he's he's I'm, I'm, like He's texting the person he's, that got fisted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And um, just completely irrational thoughts. I want to set an alarm for myself. Yeah. And so you, yeah, no, I know. I'm did saying. You, did you compl- name it though? Did you say it or no? Not. Um, when, like, during like, that, what, when, in that moment. In that moment when you got upset about the phone thing, you didn't say anything, I guess. At that no, point. I just put the phone back in oh, the room, okay. his phone back in his room. Okay. Yeah, I'm learning to try and take space from my initial reactions okay. before I, like, because I do think that my story is a lie a lot right. of the time. I right. do think I'm a little squirrely yeah. that way. Yeah. But then this whole morning, I'm I'm just making up this story. I have to go teach a yoga class. I'm not present in the yoga class. Come back. We have to do a podcast. Aww. He's set up. He's being handled. It pants. would be so hard to do a podcast disconnected. Yes. Like the two of you, right? Yes. Oh, my God. And so I go into the shower, and I'm like, fuck, this can't be. I realize that this mm is old patterning, like mm. it's programming, excuse me. Like I, 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 when I'm in the shower, I'm like, there's nothing, it's not his fault. Like what's going on here? Why are you insecure? And um, huh. yeah, I just explored that. And yeah. then like I came out and I was like, I'm feeling really insecure oh, and just like good. decided to, instead of be like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be cheating on me. <laughs> Exactly. And then uh, how did how did he respond? Oh, he was great. He's like, come. Like, he wanted to ha- fix. I think his, his like, go-to is, like, let me fix this for you. Yeah. But when I just said, like, I just want your love right now, he was like, come here. And I, like, cried on him. And it would have been so different if you came out and were like, you're fucking cheating on me. <laughs> it's so different. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. yeah, so... I don't know where that's. Well, thank you for that awareness, though, and that vulnerability to share that story. That's yeah, so thank, beautiful. Thank you for allowing me to share it as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, that's great. No, that's so good. But these seeds that we're talking about, I, I like to use the garden metaphor. We all have them. We all have them, and those seeds um, are like sometimes I think of them as weeds, and we try to we want to starve it. Right, so if we think about Aww. our our lives moving forward, what we want it to look at, we can kind of look at it as a garden, right? We grow up, there are some weeds in our garden, and there's flowers. And then um, we might come to a place where we're like, you know, I don't want those weeds anymore. Right. But the thing is, weeds have very strong roots. And it's really hard to get all the way to the bottom so you're never going to totally, but, um, and they're going to pop up if you're not watching out. Careful with your thoughts. But they'll still pop up. You just, exactly, no right. matter what. And we can keep watering it. With yeah. focus. Right. We could water it, though, with the story. Um, or we could try to starve the, 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 the weed. No more and, nutrients. Right. And start to lean more into the flower. Mm. Um, I like and, it. Yeah, and and so that is um, what I realized through my work is that the the skipping that part just wasn't 
going to help my clients. Um, and a lot of the work I do, I mean, obviously we do talk about sex. We talk about sex a lot. Um, but we talk a lot about these messages and the shame and like how we can change the narrative. And so what I just, and I have, it hasn't launched yet, but I created a module, it's called Unlearning Sexual Shame. And even though it's, it's called sexual shame, there are shameful messages that we may have learned growing up that weren't necessarily based in any kind of like sexual type of right experience right some were some were not um that even if you were say a perfectionist right perfectionism and sex do not go well together no right? i never knew sex was so messy <laughs> it's so messy and it's unpredictable but it's like if you co- go at it lightly then it's perfect it's so chaos fun. and harmony. <clears throat> yeah. You like blast off into chaos because of desire, yeah. and then you find a way to f- get rhythm with it, which is harmony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why a lot of sexual concerns are based. There's a lot of anxiety, the underlying anxiety, um, and anxiety really is people trying to control a situation. What what can I do to make sure that nothing bad happens? What other scenario is more preconceived than sex for humans? We dream about sex accidentally all day. And you never know quite how it's going to go. And the more you start to want to put it somewhere or move it somewhere, Control it. you all of a sudden get into your head because you're thinking too much. And it's like having people who have grown up with uh, ideas around perfection or maybe, I mean, these are people that grew up in fairly great homes, but there was a big emphasis on grades, like doing really well, right? And so they just wanted to do well and they do do well, right? Many people in my practice are extremely successful and but they cannot do sex. Oh. Right? Because sex it's trying to teach them the way they should be the healthy way of thinking about sex goes completely against how to they do well. were taught just do well to, to live, live to, to be. Live. Yeah. So um, how yeah. does one like what how what do you suggest in terms of people getting back into their senses and back into their body, like is that something that you work with? Yeah, yes, it's mindfulness. Mm. Um, yeah. That really is the only way to do it. Only way to do it. We're the gateway to it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember <clears throat> um, when I first started uh, doing therapy, it was at a time where I had uh, realized that, like, uh, I had some stories around abandonment. Mm -hmm. And I was in my mid-20s, and I was not bringing in a whole lot of cash, and therapy was expensive and uh but I knew that I needed it so I went to my first one and the therapist that I ended up choosing I did like a little round of therapists and the therapist that I ended up choosing at the end of our session was like I think that like we're 
this is a good fit and mm-hmm. I'd like to keep your rate very low like so helpful low yeah. and I just started bursting in tears yeah. at the end of it and yeah um, I've done that too you know yeah. like when I see people and I'm just like I think that we could work together and I know that you are like struggling you're gonna make me cry yeah sorry <laughs> I know but like I know that you're struggling but I feel like I could I learn cry. a lot from you and yeah. I feel like you could yeah. Helped and yeah. yeah. So I, I started yeah. bursting into tears and she was like, okay, so like mm. what, ha- even now, geez. that's so lovely. But she was like, okay, so like what happened in your body then? Cause it was just like, there was something that yes. you were holding that like couldn't be held anymore and yeah. you it exploded. And she was like, and while that's, you're totally in a safe space to do that. She's like, I don't actually want to encourage that type of um, like explosive behavior because we want to start to massage it out in a way that is uh, less shocking to the Uh, body. Interesting. Yeah, it was really, it was really, really cool. And it also like gave me the opportunities to start looking at those things things Mm -hmm. that we don't want to look at in incrementally. Yeah. And vulnerability is key with sex because sex is a vulnerable experience, especially if you have a vulva, because you put yourself, I mean, you are, someone is, could be, depending on the kind of sex that you like, going inside of you. Yeah. You're more susceptible to infections. You, right? You are. You're the open. Exactly. And so (laughs) there has, I agree. To, to be present and to be open I mean it's sex is vulnerable and and it can be very scary and if you aren't if you're trying to protect yourself yeah it's not gonna feel good it's not gonna feel good right you're gonna Mm. be very much trying to escape in your mind from it um that 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 really got you didn't it no that's beautiful (laughs) that's true yeah wow yeah, and then the dissociation starts happening, and then you get more and more out of your You're body. so out of your body, yeah. and then the idea of getting into your body again, and that's where uh, the Sensate-focused therapy, which is like a very, very uh, well-practiced uh, type of therapy for that sex therapists use with people who have been out of their body or in a relationship where there's been a lot of um, disconnection. Uh, and so they're always like thinking, are they having a good time? What are yeah. they thinking about? Because or just sex pr- just programming, like what you think you're supposed to do. Exactly. Even like holding it. <clears throat> for, holding what? For men, when you get it going, you get your spo- – your ho- we've recently – I'm gonna be straight up with this. Like, thought it was like the whole situation. Was your like, hard is that boner. Your penis? That's my penis. <laughs> oh, okay. And I'm going I'm like, like, but it's also the energy. <clears throat> it's not just my penis. It's like the energy I'm talking about. Yeah. So it's like when you get an erection, say, and like you're gonna have sex, and it's like your your intention is like hold the hard dick for as long as you can yes. and just be like a bull yes. and just be like boom and like and you're like no. As of lately, I've been releasing it and let it go through ebbs and flows, and the actual tissue of the shaft gets harder for longer. Yeah. When you let it 
relax for a bit. And she had, we talked about, she had a, a preconception of what that meant if I wasn't just like on 10 yeah. the whole time. I was like, oh my God, I, I must not, not be turning him exactly. on. Exactly. But I need the room oh to breathe. And so we, like there's been, the, even just over the past couple of years, we've been together for like 16 yeah. years. And it's like, oh, you can just release. And then she catches the ebbs with the flows and then vice versa. It's all just like a process of yeah. growth yeah. into a journey. Yeah. And so it's just We're, a preconceived idea of programming I had that was like, be a fucking. You, every, I mean, when it comes oh, yeah. to a penis, everyone's been lied about. Like, in terms of the guys have been lied Money's about how, how it's supposed to work and the meaning behind it. And and I think um, women are have these expectations based on, like, what we've heard. Like, if he's losing his erection, I mean, or if he's not ejaculating, there must he be doesn't something. love you Because all, go- all, all guys can come in a second, yeah. and yeah. right? Yeah. And, and it's a, so much pressure. Yeah, there's a lot of undoing that needs nice. needs to happen uh, when it comes to male sexuality, for sure. Yeah, and I just, like, I feel like I didn't scratch the surface of this type of education until my 30s. Uh, yeah. I mean, thankfully, I had sex with Sue, but again... Did you? How was she? <laughs> Um, but I, I feel really lucky that, that I had her to teach me sex ed because if I didn't have her, I'd be like, what the hell, you know, learning about penises, but they're called bananas and, um, yeah, sex ed was pretty I even think that like when I watched, uh, sex with Sue, it was like for entertainment. Like I, I, I wasn't taking it to a place where I was like, oh, this is what like sex is gonna be like. I had such a skewed view of sex as a young person, holy cow. Oh yeah. I basically didn't even think that I was supposed to come. Bullshit. Wait, uh, orgasm. No, I know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Until she met me and I wouldn't drop the issue. She's like, oh. It's just not every time I'm like, fuck yeah. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're a trooper. Because if you came, it meant what? Of, uh, I just, it never would come up. Like, These like selfish, oh, in my young person sex, like it never, uh, like I never felt the urge to do it. Oh, or, okay, or you like weren't the, holding it back. No, I wasn't holding it back. Okay, yes. I. No. Oh, it wasn't being it just driven wasn't, there. Yeah, it was bitch ass dudes. <laughs> That's not true. We were young. Bitch 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Like we were just too young. And then but oh, the, yeah. but the weird thing that I find with women and I you know, I don't get this as a guy. And that's where I understand this bias and strange marketing of sex to people is guys feel entitled to come. There's a whole thing like swallow the load, like all this around the patriarchy of the penis. And it's oh, yeah. like to serve that. And then young girls like women are just like, oh, I guess it's just my service that I have to give this up to up to please the guy. Being and then, a good wife. Fuck being... you, you pussy ass, bitch ass dudes. You're a fucking brainwashed pussy ass, bitch ass dude. I'm sorry, holler at your boy, get at me. <laughs> I'll see you when I see you. Okay, but but also, like, they might be scared, too. 
Like they might oh, be oh, not yeah. not oh, communicating oh, because oh. like there's a two way street, okay. right? Yeah. Like, by the way, like what I have I'm learned, what aggressive. I have learned about male sexuality is it's a lot more complicated than we've made it out to be. Yeah. Um, and that in my practice, when I'm talking to um, guys, they are. They want to have quality sexual encounters. They don't. They don't want to just fuck anything. Mm. They want to fuck the person who they're, you know, in a relationship Connection. with. And as a matter of fact, they are way more present and connected in a sexual encounter with their partner mm. than they're like. Fleshlight. If it's a hetero relationship, then their wife is or partner is with them. Women tend to, when it comes to sex, because we have. Harder time in, um, uh, we have so many things that we're thinking about in our mind that to turn that off uh, is difficult. So many women have all sorts of fantasies when they're having sex with their partner. They don't tell their partner because they're afraid that their partner is going to like be offended or upset. But in actuality, the the fantasies get pretty in depth. Whereas guys. Depending on the sex, right, if the sex is really just, like, predictable and the same thing over and over, guys will sometimes, like, start to use their fantasy world. But for the most part, they are way, like, in it. They're, they have that ability to just stay in it. And they that's how they often will express emotion mm. is through sex. Like, they didn't – they weren't taught to do the verbal talking right. about that's feelings. True. And so sex becomes actually this really – big thing for them and that was one of the biggest learning it's beautiful uh opportunities that i emotional athleticism (laughs) your heart's going it's true there's mad expression going on there yeah for sure it makes sense that the pollinator would be given the present focus of like oh this is very stimulating (laughs) yeah no like whenever 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 the the woman says he, he'd fuck anything. Like, it's not just me. He just wants to get laid. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. God, no, that is so not it. That's not true. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't my story yesterday morning, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just out here, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Editing the podcast, all yeah. texting strippers over. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's so good. Um, okay, where were we? We're floating the cosmos of honesty once again, my oh, friend. Oh, yeah. Messages and you, shame. And did you have... Oh, yeah, your module. You had questions yeah. for us, didn't you? Didn't you have oh, some God, ideas? I have, didn't well, you? I mean, no, well, I think I don't. have asked you some questions, but I don't, I don't have... Module? I mean, when I... My questions would be really, really personal and about your sex lives and stuff. And I, I kind of feel like I... Feel I don't know if I should do that. <laughs> you know. You want to like, try one? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but no fresh. I don't know. I mean, I talk about sex on stage now, so I've gotten a lot more ca- uh, calm and like, yeah. chill about talking about it. Yeah. Although I do think it's expansive still. It Even telling that that story was, I was like, "Ooh, this is that was such a good story." Oh <laughs> my god! Confidence um, to participate in. Okay. Here's my, here, I have a question. If you were, okay, both of you have your own answer. If you picked um, having more sex or less sex, but, sorry, less sex, but 
quality sex, right? More sex that was more predictable, it was fine, or less sex that was, but when you did have sex, it was quality sex. What would you pick? Quality. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. I know. People I I find will come into my office, especially if it's been like a low sex relationship. Typically, let's say hetero relationship, the guy is not getting enough sex. He's just like, I and every time she like kisses him, he's just like, okay, hopefully this one goes to sex, right? <laughs> and <laughs> Does this, feel, does this sound familiar for the two of you? At, at one point, not all no. the time. More so, we know. I I know a friend. I think younger versions of us that didn't know, like, didn't still know about sex. Yeah, I think people who have been in, like, who where the relationship has had real desire discrepancy, that they would the one that's getting less of it is like, I just want more of it. I don't care about the quality, but in actuality, once they start having more quality sex, they're like, oh yeah, I'll take that over mm-hmm. over the the other. Um, and so when the two of you, when you think about your ideal sexual experience, okay? So <laughs> scale, zero to 10. Zero is like not sexual at all. 10 is after sex play or talk or whatever, right? When you think about the ideal sexual encounter, um, where does it start? And I'll give you an example. So some people might say, well, we would get up in the morning, we'd have coffee, we'd talk, we'd go for walks, and then maybe we'd do something romantic, then we'd come home, you know, and, and things would lead to sex. Whereas somebody else might be like, yeah, I would just like take off all our of her clothes and like we'd go upstairs. It would start right, um, it would go like right into it. Winnie, what would be your, where would you wanna start? Like if you think about an ideal, like you guys are gonna have a date and you get to pick exactly how you want that day to go, where does sex come into it and what would you be doing before? This is an interesting question. That's a great question. Oh, good, good, good. Um, I feel like I am only sometimes in the mood for foreplay. And um, when you say foreplay, what do you mean by that? Like a half an hour before we're making out a bit like maybe you know some clothes come off but there's touching sensuality so sort of like build, build like up a little to build. it okay yeah but um i mean we're such teammates <laughs> that like that like when it's ta- like when we we're both feeling frisky we're like let's fucking go yeah <laughs> and, and the, yeah so uh, I get like, but I de- like I like mid midday. Okay. Yeah, I'd be uh, I, that. My ideal time is uh, I've had my morning. Yeah. I feel good. So what is it that you do that makes you feel good? That then it might make you open to the idea of having sex in the afternoon. Great question. I think it's taking like it's taking care of myself in the morning. I think that, and like, like especially care of yourself. No, like, or? like, <laughs> uh, no. I 
I don't masturbate very often. Yeah? Not yeah. Well, it's probably because this one's trying to hump you all the time. It's true. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I have a thing for that. <laughs> you don't need that. Uh, uh, but when me. I do, Here. I like, <laughs> it's a good sesh whenever I do, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's quality yes. over quantity okay. for me. Okay. Um, what was I? But you were saying like what puts you in the right headspace is you're really taking care of yourself. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think when I had a, like a full time job, even which was just a couple year, two years ago now, that we've kind of been doing this on our own. Even then, it was like uh, there was a little bit of tension around sex because I it would be a more scheduling thing. Yeah. It'd be like we're trying to do the podcast. I'm trying to act. I have a fifty hour a week job. Yeah. I'm also teaching yoga on top of that like we got to make sure that we get this in yeah. so it was kind of it was at one point transactional but still good like we made time for it yeah like, um saved up so yeah so now like we were just on vacation right last week yeah. say for example and like it's just so easy when you're not thinking about bills and you're not thinking about walking the dog and you're not like kids i can't even imagine i can't even imagine like the whole kid aspect just in life. in your sex yeah life and then so like on vacation it's so easy to yeah. get down because there's nothing bringing you down you want to get down today, let's do yeah. yeah well i always tell people because everyone says this they're like but we went on vacation and it was so good i'm like okay that's let's learn from that yeah what was happening on your vacation that maybe you can bring into your life you allow yourself that's why I like the question because you're like, permission. what was exactly, what was the mind state that allowed you to have that action of unabashed pleasure and, and exactly. schedule that for yourself? And your question leads to prioritizing. That's and, just what I was going to say. I think for the first time, like, like for the last couple of years, it's like I prioritize sex. So even when like yes. my head's like being insane, yeah. I'll be like, hey, you know what would be good for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though you're not actually horny at that time, I'm not horny you're neutral. Yeah. And then you're just like because mm. I'm telling you so many people they they think they're broken with that kind of attitude because they think that they should be feeling horny but to have that thought. No, you got to yeah. get there. Exactly. Yeah. You need I to be rarely open. get horny first. Right. I am always horny. It's Which crazy. is not <laughs> uncommon, yeah. right? Yeah, it's not uncommon. It's oh, more of a responsive God. desire for you, which means that something starts to happen. Maybe there's certain touch or whatever, and then you respond yes. to it. Whereas you over here, it's more like spontaneous, uh, where it's like switch on the light. He'll surprise me sometimes. <laughs> I'm editing and I'm like, whoa, buddy, calm down. And then just like sometimes when we'll walk by, it I'm like, yo, crazy. check this out. And she's like, Jesus, like how do we No consent. No, just kidding. I like it. I like it. Oh, thank you. But no, I'm like, it's, I often think though, like I think we both have more compassion and understanding for our our very different sexual experiences. So good. It's you need to. Because I'm like, that's crazy. Sometimes I'm like, bro, like that's crazy. Yeah. I, that I'm must like, feel insane. I wake up and don't get 
access to control of my cognitive brain yet. I can't prioritize. There's like this raging animal desire that's like implant a seed. Look at this. And it's crazy. Like, and the blood rushes and then yeah. he's just there. And it's like, you can do something about this. I'm like, when? What are you doing today? She's like, teaching yoga. I got to leave. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> right. So for, for, for you, when, um, it is very much like mindset, taking care of yourself, <clears throat> um, and being open to the possibility of having sex, even when you're not feeling horny, right? Where it's more trying to be intentional for the relationship, uh, which is so good for people who are really, really busy, have busy lives. They have to be intentional about when they're going to have sex. Respect. Right. What about you? What's what's your ideal <laughs> sexual encounter? What would be happening? I'm having one now. I'm just <laughs> so, okay. So we're like zero to ten. I'm right? always there. Do you want to go to nude beach? <laughs> like, uh, no. I'm. I think I'm naturally a romantic. Like my bro. Like my buddy Humble, who came over and he was hanging out with me, and it was just him and I hanging. And he's like. You're so romantic. <laughs> like one Aww. day, I'm like, just even in a, a not sexual way, yeah. I'm, I'm always in the mode of trying to soothe. Yeah. I think like... Like anticipating needs? No, like, hey, well, maybe if your needs are bruschetta, you know what I mean? Like, let me put down something nice <laughs> to snack Not if your on. needs are laundry. Well, but this is what... Um, okay, but look, look. Esther Perel, I'm almost positive it was Esther Perel. She really nailed the whole eroticism thing. Yeah. Okay, because everyone's like, what the fuck's eroticism? And I'm like always trying to come up with like ways of describing. I'm like, it's just a feeling. But she had this great analogy. She She's like, imagine um, your partner's outside gardening and they – you see, and they're sweating. It's a really it's hot another day. garden analogy. Shirts off, bandana It's, it's a really hot glasses. day, right? Mm. You're looking at them out the window. You see that they're going to start, they're coming inside. And you think, you think, oh, they must be thirsty. So you go and you fill up a glass of water and you meet them at the door with the glass of water. She's like, that's is eroticism, where you start anticipating somebody else's need. Mm. Then yes, I'm that. It, as a host, yeah. I I'm always there. My dad yeah. was a, what my dad was a really good like fine dining server waiter, yeah. and I just watched him do that for money. Yeah, like that bought yeah. me my first bike, and yeah. I brought that to when I started to have musicians over. Like I just make individual peaches and put out charcuterie boards and like try to always yeah. make it comfortable. And we would get so much work done. And yeah. like we would just blast off and make an album. So I'm always kind of like that. And then, yeah, yeah it, it lends itself very well to opening up, relaxing, kicking it real, authenticity. Like I try to just live on that level. So what do you do? Like if you're like, oh, I want to have more of a romantic uh, quality sexual experience with Winnie. Would I'll, soo you... I'll soothe her. Like what, what do you mean? I'll find good ways to soothe her in the Aww. things that she doesn't want to do. Like, of course, food plays a role in that. Also, like, like he mis he's a great massager. <laughs> and so sometimes those massages start very therapeutically. And then they don't end very therapeutically. <laughs> well, it's therapeutic. Well, I guess, unless it's a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, therapy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
give her the therapy. Sorry. Um, I'm also not really a romantic. Yeah, she's very oh, not. Yeah. So she'll she'll put up every roadblock to any every uh, reach of romantic gesture that's supposed to be cognitively charming. Like she'll just be like, nah. <laughs> just even like, you know? even when I'm the one like pursuing him uh, or advancing him sexually, like I'm pretty clunky. Yeah, How do you like, guys do? So okay, so. I have another question. When it comes to initiating sex, would you say it's like? equal or who's like more of the sexual initiator for a long time it was me and probably well i guess it has become more equal i think it's become more equal i was gonna say like it's probably 50 50 these days yeah like she'll pull me away from mixing to be like let's get a session before i gotta leave for this class or whatever that. yeah and, it's really and can, good and are you ready to go when she does that it's very hard because i'm also attached to my work it's and i love hard. what i'm doing i'm always hard it seems but no i'm able to like switch it on i'm like okay back crack water and then yeah. she'll be there just like lights on messy room and like oh, and i'm just like Okay, and I'm like, turn on red lights, put on frequencies, put on incense, set the tone. Like, I need a little soothing. Yes. You're not gonna do that, so yeah. I'm gonna do that for me. Yes. And like, Winnie's down to just like warehouse lights on. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that I'm better if when we no. if we're on a time crunch. I'm more like. No, let's... that's what I mean. Let's go. So, but for me, <laughs> I'll do that work if I feel I need that work. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. you, you gotta do that and set that up. That's just my point. And then she enjoys it. And then the sexual frequencies, shamanic drums. YouTube, Ooh. shamanic drums, nice rhythm to that. Tune into Ooh. a rhythm, you know, whether you're doing top or bottom, doesn't matter, <laughs> okay? Uh, and then, yeah, and then, but it, it's honestly, we can go between both, like flick a light switch, like close off, let's go, mission style. Yeah. And then also, like, there's been times where it's just naturally unfurls, but that's, yeah. that's rarer, I think, the yeah. slow walk in. Yeah, it's kind of like fat, fast food which can be very good sometimes versus like a michelin star sure type of meal where it's like but there's some really good steaks in there in the middle oh, somewhere yes, 100%. in the middle there's yeah. like a keg and that's yeah. solid too oh i love a the keg. thursday morning keg yes yeah <laughs> there's there's rarely room. a time where we're kind of like like let's get this done and then afterwards it's it feels like fast food no it yeah like good. yeah it's still it's yeah. Still pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I don't not fast food. It's if mm. fast it's fast food all the time. That's where right. people will run into some problems. And so there's always a space for fast food. There's a space in the middle, and then there's the space. But again, who am I? It's the couple. Yes. Yeah. Michelin I mean, star. Like you gotta have time. Oh my okay? god. Yes. <laughs> You need, you yeah. There's, you know, you gotta get dressed up. You might get your hair blown out yeah. for a Michelin star Maybe restaurant. Your back blown you know? out. <laughs> like that. That's not realistic for yeah. all the time either. No, but that's and it wouldn't even sex. be like, ugh, yeah. Like, you know? what are you looking forward to then? You know, what's your level also, up? It's like, yeah, live your day. I, I, I like the allure. I think that there's something kind of sexual about scheduling it. I love I, scheduling I, it. I think that like the you get into your head, you can like think about it. The, and stuff. the transaction of the, of the pleasure, that intention is great. I think the mechanicals of that expression okay. is important. It's like going to the gym almost. Like it's good Especially for your brain. With, like someone it's that so you lucky trust. that we yeah. yeah exactly we get to trust and love each other too. I just think it's amazing that you've been together for as long as you have and. 
Um, Thank you. Your sex life sounds, I know, I know I've said this before, and you're like, well, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I do, I feel like it's sexy good. vibes. That's yeah, good. Thank yeah. you. It's a good sex um, life. See, this is why which, we wanted to put you between us. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what does Jim Carrey do with the Jennifer Aniston and the Bruce Almighty? Sexual, sexual, or something like that? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, my God. We're sexual. <laughs> we're, not, we're not trying to pressure you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're like, I know. So. I got to go. <laughs> um, why do you think that there's... There's a lack of sex therapists, right? You mm. actually left your relationship therapy to like not I know that you still do that within sex therapy, but you're like you only take on people I who want to also discuss sex. Yeah, I will honestly, it's a bit it's really my favorite conversation. Um I have learned that when sex isn't involved in the work that I do, it's not as satisfying. Hmm. Um, that it's, uh, I am, and I, and I, because I think I can, and I'll ask that, I always ask, whoever comes in, part of my assessment always has a question around sex, um, because I think it's pretty impossible that anyone gets away with not having some kind of sexual shame, or, like, uh, whether it be through, religious beliefs or culture or family stuff, right? And um, I find that when people, in my earlier days as a therapist, it was more just non-sexual working in a hospital. Sex is a very privileged um, conversation to have with people. If people don't have a place to live, people don't have money, if people are in danger, they are not thinking about how they can improve their sex life, yeah, right? They're dealing with their basic needs. So um, that's what I say, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but that's what I say about like meditation and mindfulness too. I'm like, you, it is a privileged thing to be able to exactly. do that. I think it's an important thing that if yeah. you are in the position to do it, like I think yeah. that there's growth there. But yeah. like someone who is doesn't have their basic needs covered, it's like I, you can't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you can't just go off to la la land. And I mean, I, I'm sure there is a person, uh, the odd person that can, but like generally speaking, I think. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and when it comes to sex, it's a conversation, including therapists, uh, that can bring up a lot of discomfort because ultimately therapists are humans too and have their own history. And many people don't bring, aren't comfortable talking about sex with their clients or uh, they don't feel like they should be talking about sex with their clients because their sex life is shit, um, right. right? And and, and so the niche of sex therapy is small, um, which is unfortunate. And if you are privileged enough to go on and become a certified sex therapist, you've already had to have gotten a master's degree to do that. Um, so you're somewhat in a financially stable situation. Right. If you look at sex therapists who are certified, 90%, 95% of them are white, um, which is a problem because uh, we're all learning Western ideas of what healthy sexuality is, but there are cultures that are doing sex in very different ways that is um, 
fascinating. And, but like when people come to me, like my practice is uh, quite diverse and cross-cultural and many of my couples are cross-cultural. And and so I've had to do a lot of the learning um, on my own, right? Or starting to follow people on Instagram, you know, people of color who can like give different perspectives who I can learn from because I'm learning all the research is mostly on white people. Um, but now hopefully because I, this is very important to me to be able to like bring more diversity to the field, hopefully we will um, gain more interest in in therapists feeling comfortable enough to join um, like a certification, like in Ontario, uh, that because it's it's hard as a person of color to come into an organization that is all white. Yeah, doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. comfortable. But with time, we are becoming uh, more diverse, and so I think uh, more people are interested. And now that it's in the media a little bit more, yeah, um, lots of people want to be sex therapists now. That's which is so amazing, <laughs> so amazing. Yes. Um, but and and as a sex therapist with my clients, like obviously I can't freaking go home with them, you know, like boundaries and <laughs> also. But when it comes to like homework and stuff like that, it's like you're there's like two people or something that you can say, hey, go on that app or do that, and that's why I developed the unlearning the the modules that I'm hopefully very soon going to be dropping, but it's exercises that people can do that either um, as an adjunct to therapy or just like self-guided I'm learning. interested. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I'm all about this yeah. module. Yeah, I can't like, wait. Yeah. I'm so excited about this first module. And then I think as time goes on and just learning about, you know, what are people wanting to learn about and so the sexual shame one is the first module because that's kind of where you need to start because everyone has it everybody has it (laughs) and then you know we can start talking about things like sensei focus therapy and fisting (laughs) and how to get through a fisting fight (laughs) fisting fight Well, that's beautiful. I think that you're doing such great work with my own like sexual journey. I think it's similar to like the weed. Like people are like, ooh, sex, ooh, weed. Like, ooh, don't talk about it. Don't look at it. Just like do it in private in your own time. And it it doesn't make any sense. Let's take the devil's veil off though. And this is something I do where I, with questionable authority and things that I don't like and always the enemy and the bad side, I flip the perspective and I think about like, you know, why that evil may be serving. And then you think about that shame exists as a necessary evil for some fantasy, some darkness, like it's serving Mm. a role, please. Well, before the times of birth control. Right. Right. We they, we needed to somehow like limit control, so they put shameful ideas. They controlled us. They brainwashed exactly. us. Exactly. But it. now we have those safety options, communication, right? uh, monogamy, like all of those things. Right? We want to protect people from diseases, protect right. people from having babies, Stroke. and so that's like shame. But 
and maybe back in the day, like that was what I needed guess to needed happen. to happen, but it doesn't need to be there anymore. So now it's like trying to deprogram everybody and people are just like, because when, when I say to people, where's that belief from? Is mm. it based in fact? They're like, uh, Never. no, I guess not. And, and I think when they realize that, they're just like, fuck. They've been living you... under brainwashing pretenses. That's society. You have to break away from it. Yes. You're, you're not under obligation to get down however people get down where you're from. Like, have your own thoughts. It's important. And that yeah. new level of self-empowerment through sex, discernment, you say what goes on with your body. How wonderful is that? You're not just under service of obligation. Like, that's, that's old times, man. That's yep. dark age stuff. Yep. We have to be here So this now. obviously comes with, like, self, um, I guess, for lack of a better word right now, improvement and, like, um, like mindfulness, obviously. Yep. But, like, how long – like, what does a, a sexually healthy general population look like? Like, what do you want the future of your work to look like? Honestly, I think it's less based on – this ideal of people doing certain things, it comes down, it's individually people being able to feel lighter and free of shame so they can make decisions mm. about their body that actually feel good yes. and that they can feel okay about having pleasure. Yes. And they, if people want to be in monogamous relationships, that's amazing. If people don't, that's amazing. I just want people to... Uh, to, to, to not have that shame. The conflict, the unnecessary the conflict. conflict. Don't, exactly. Like, follow, it's okay. Like, I always just imagine, like, like, make it very black and white and simple and the shame that some people felt perhaps coming out as a gay person if they were brought up in a conservative or Christian household that didn't have that sort of, like, reasonable acceptance, you know? Like, they weren't given that gift. And it's like, fuck, can you imagine trying to battle those thoughts? Like, I you see try, it. I see to, it. Trying to say, no, 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 I'm not. And you're like, bro, just what feels good? Like, you want to express yeah. yourself that way? Like, follow that. And then it's like more people trusting that God flow of like that, that what feels right. Yeah. Like, go for that. Your life is supposed to blossom in that direction. Yeah. But you, there's there's going to be those yeah you said those mental structures set up to control yeah, yeah there there also you have to be surround yourself in a community and that's always been special about the LGBTQ community that's yes. like I as a young man my mom brought me into that like we'd go to the parades and I was yeah. like whoa this is if you're alone on Sundays <laughs> you come to this neighborhood like yeah. like I was the only yeah. child in these streets and. Yeah. I was hanging out with these, you know, it was beautiful. Yes. And it's like, it's you're right, community, community is beautiful. Community is so important to be around people who share similar values yeah. um, because it's just, it's really just not helpful to be around people who um, are judging, who are critical of you because it only brings up our own fear around ourselves, right? And so it's, community is really important. I would just want people to like worry about other things. Sex is the one thing that we we have been given this ability to Natural. have the most amazing feeling, feeling from an orgasm from touch and we are trying to um deny ourselves of that. Like 
it's magical, right? It's, magical. it's like a, a kind of magical experience that our body gives it's us. It's totally divine. Right? It's like something we were given yes. and we are trying to not feel pleasure. Bizarre. Unnecessary. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't torture yourself. No. Feel it. Use it if you got it. Shake with your mommy. Pleasure's the measure. Mm-hmm. That w- those aren't my words. There's somebody, some other famous <laughs> sex therapist. We're gonna quote you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, <laughs> and then I'm gonna get fucking sued. <laughs> um, I just absolutely adore you, and mm. thank you so much for coming on again. I, you inspire me and like are helping me in my sexual journey. And like, uh, so yeah, thank you for your podcast and and having thoughtful guests and thoughtful questions. You're such a great podcast host and a lovely person. Get some. Go listen to get some. We'll link that below. But can I just tell you guys how much I, I feel so comfortable with the two of you. Like, I think we have a nice like little energy going on between us. You guys have been so lovely to me and so supportive of my journey um, because the podcast world is a little bit crazy um, and intense (laughs) and fun, but like, oh my goodness. And so it's been really nice having you guys as like, my friends like I do I that's how I see yeah same thank you appreciate you yeah (laughs) is there anything you want to leave the any important sexual messages that you want to leave the people with people on the way out join my newsletter (laughs) yes (laughs) join your newsletter join my newsletter go and get some .ca join my fucking newsletter please it's really really good yesterday oh did you yes oh it was so cute yeah it was cute um yeah, I just, anybody who's out there who is questioning um, or feeling conflicted about their relationship with their body and with sex, just to know that it doesn't have to be this way, right? And that being open to other ways of thinking, being able to think about some of the ideas um, that you and beliefs that you have and just thinking and asking yourself, is this a fact or is this an interpretation from a message that somebody told me at some point in my life? Right, that's all I want you to do. Um, But that's all I have to say. You are the sweetest and cutest and loveliest and we appreciate you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love. Subscribe to her, subscribe to us, tell your friends, share this with people maybe you want to communicate about sex with. Talk about sex. It, it, like send them nudes and this. With their consent. Yeah, if they'd like that. <laughs> I was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Keep it hard. <laughs> oh my god. Let's go. That- something so true that you couldn't unsee it. 
something that you just knew would serve you. Welcome to Disciplined Stoners, the gateway drug to mindfulness. Spark up or don't, and enjoy the show. Glad you're here. I grow, you grow, you grow, I grow, you know, like